You know, most people believe that their genes, or the genes that they pass on, determine how their child is going to turn out, how they're going to behave, how they're going to look, and so on. But if I said to you that there's another factor involved, that it's not just the genes, or perhaps the genes aren't even relevant at all, and you would probably question me, so, you know, what are you on about? Of course it's the genes, that's what the scientists have said. It's the genes. Yes, that has been the scientific thinking for well, centuries probably, but well, certainly in, in the last decades, early decades of the 20th century and all that. But towards the end of the 20th century, there was something else that came into being called epigenetics. Epi being above, and genetics obviously meaning the genes. So it's something above genes. So it's not the genes which determine how you turn out, your behaviour and how your children are as a person. There's something else involved and that's what I'm going to uh, cover in this episode where we're going to be talking about conscious parenting. Hi, this is Jerry Sadler and welcome to the Punk Living Journal the podcast that's raising awareness about living in a more peaceable, unified, nurturing and cooperative way so that we as a race can continue to enjoy living way into the new era. So conscious parenting, what is this concept? Well let me give you a little bit of uh, background first about where I'm coming from. Yeah, this idea that it's not your genes that determine how your child turns out or how your child becomes. Yes, your genes will be involved as in looks and so on, as in facial features. But if I said to you that the environment that you as the natural parents are existing in during the pregnancy stage, the prenatal stage, has a profound effect on your unborn child and how they eventually then turn out. You'd be wondering, well, how does that work? Well, think of it this way. And this, this is research that has been discovered over the last few decades as well. It's come out, it's well published in many of the scientific journals. If you are, say, a, a birth mother, and you are pregnant, obviously, uh, and in a stressful situation, living in a stressful environment, perhaps because of financial difficulties, so you're always constantly worrying about money, or perhaps you've got the pressures of work, yeah, because you, you're in a, a high-pressure job or something like that, or there's other factors within your environment, perhaps there's violence, perhaps there's drug or alcohol abuse, perhaps there's uh, an abusive spouse or partner, things like that. That's going to raise the levels of your cortisol and cortisol is the stress chemical. That will get passed on to your unborn child through your placenta, through your, the proteins that that child receives from you whilst in the womb. And that is a form of programming. So that goes then into the child and starts to develop 
into a stress situation for that unborn child. It, it starts to react in a way which makes it believe it needs to be protected. It needs to protect itself. And stress normally is a good thing because it helps us deal with bad situations. You know, it helps us to, to run away from situations where it could be dangerous for us to life or limb. But if that stress was constant, and we see this with many people who are constantly stressed, it leads to illnesses, it leads to situations where they could be damaging. Stress-related illness is a big factor these days, which is why there's a lot of meditation groups and so on that have sprung up to help ease that and why companies like Google and others have these, let's say, stress-free stress-free zones where people can relax a bit and take their mind off, switch off from the work. But in a prenatal situation, that can have an effect on the growth of that child. This is what the research is showing, in that the child, when born, could be bigger than normal. And that's because when you're in a stress situation, the blood, your energy, the nutrients go to your extremities, into the fight or flight system. You know, so it goes to your arms and legs, ready to run, ready to fight, ready to do defend itself, ready to attack. And if that is constantly switched on, that can increase the growth of the child in a physical sense. But also, all those nutrients, that energy and so on, should be going all around the body, only goes to the arms and legs, only goes to the muscles and so on. It is being depleted from the brain. And what the researchers have found is that children who are born in that way are strong, more than capable of looking after themselves. However, their IQ level is average or below. So they're intelligent obviously in other ways, but when it comes to academical situations such as school, they don't do as well at school, but they perhaps excel in sports and things like that. And you hear stories about that all the time. People make jokes about it. You know, the, where the jocks, as they call them in America, are uh, great on, on the field, but in the classroom, they don't do so well. On the other situation, the other side of the coin, where a child, prenatal child, during the pregnancy phase, is nurtured, is given loving care from both parents, a lot of caressing of, of the stomach area, a lot of love sent to it, good vibes sent to it, you know, and it's looking, you know, it's been expected in, in, in a loving way. There's no stress involved. Perhaps the parents are in a situation where you know, they have perhaps work at home or they have other jobs where, you know, they work for great companies who take care of them. They don't have financial uh, issues. They eat well. They perhaps do some meditation and things like that. There's all kinds of different factors involved. Those children, when they're born, tend to be less physical, as in, yes, they're okay. You know, they're not abnormal or anything like that. They're just kind of normal, I guess. But their IQ level is higher. 
and some were saying up to 50% higher than those born in a stressful environment. And that can all have the effect on the child later as it grows, as it develops. Because if it continues in those stressful environments, it'll continue to develop into a child or a person or an adult at later stage who may be uh, constantly stressed out, who may be prone to violence even. Whereas on the other side, you know, a, a person or a child that's born into a much better, calmer, more loving, nurturing environment will grow up to be more well disposed in that sense as well. There's a lot of research still going into that. It's not conclusive research. Uh, Bruce Lipton, in his book, Biology of Believing, uh, or Biology of Belief, I believe it's called, yeah, Biology of Belief, he documents a lot of this research. Yeah, and he, he lists uh, a, lot, a lot of the, the papers and so on that, that, are, that have been written by different researchers, scientists, and that over the years. A lot of it's more recent, it's, it's only in the last maybe five to ten years that this, this uh, research has been done or been, been written about. So yes, in that sense we can have a negative or a positive influence on our child. We are the ones who determine how they turn out you know, in time, how they turn out as a person, how they develop because of the environment that we ourselves live in. We are passing that on to our unborn children and later when they are born, if they continue in that same kind of environment, we are then responsible in that way for their future development and how they turn out later in life. Because we are programming them, especially during the first seven years, we are programming them with subconscious traits, subconscious habits and beliefs and actions thoughts and so on which will have a major effect on them through the course of their life so does that design then to make us feel guilty far from it no because we can change that because there's lots of lots of instances where a child may be born into a stressful situation there's a study done with Romanian orphans during the Ceausescu regime and when that regime was over a lot of uh, orphans were found in these orphanages in, in a terrible state and although they were born into that state and the early development was very restricted you know, it wasn't very loving, it wasn't very caring there were many cases of physical abuse and so on, mental abuse later on because they were put into more nurturing environments they grew up to be really good people you know really good children and so on and they were able to reverse the effects of their early experience and we can do the same through conscious parenting by you know even though we may have been a stressful situation perhaps a financial situation for example or perhaps it was an abusive relationship or whatever and that can have, as I said, an effect on the child. But if after, after birth things change and it goes the opposite way around and we give that child a lot of care, a lot of love, a lot of attention in a playful way, not just using the scientific books and things like that, how to be a better parent and all that, 
but naturally interact with the child, speaking with them, talking with them, interacting with them, that can change how that child develops and will reverse any stressful situations which may arise or may have arisen at that time and they can then go on to be well uh, disposed people, you know, well organised, well developed people both mentally and physically. And there's instances such as the, the golfer Tiger Woods, for example, Bruce Lipton uh, writes about him, how he was encouraged throughout his childhood to be really focused you know, on the, the golfing side of things and he became a master golfer because that's what he wanted to do. He was encouraged to do that. A more uh, up-to-date example, say for us here in UK, would be uh, Lewis Hamilton, the Formula One world champion, several times multi-world champion. For most of his life, all he wanted to do was to be a racing driver, a winner, and he started off with karting and so on. And his parents focused him on that, or helped him to focus on that, nurtured him, nurtured that desire that he wanted. And, well, we see the results today. He's, uh, well, how many has he got? Four or five world championships or something like that. And he's got, no doubt, he'll have another one or two under his belt before he retires. You know, so it can be done. There's no need to feel guilty. You can even start now. You know, even if your children are grown up, say in, in sort of uh, late teens, early teens, uh, whatever, or even their twenties, whatever, they, it can still change. You have the ability and the capacity to create that change. There's a lot of research going into the plasticity of the brain. I'm talking about neural pathways and so on. When we learn new habits and we continually practice those habits, they become new habits, <laughs> literally. You know, we replace old ways of doing things with new ways of doing it. Yeah, and we can teach our children how to do that. But p conscious parenting is doing it right from the start. It's doing that kind of uh, parenting right from the prenatal stage where right before our children are even born they are getting that love care and attention and then that continues after birth so that the child can enjoy that positive developing environment and this is true for all of us even if we're not parents if we have got uh, habits that we want to get rid of, you know, other way, things that we want to change in our lives. If we want to live in a more peaceful world, that is certainly a way forward. I spoke in episode 12 about would we really be able to give peace a chance? And this is one way that we could do it because those children who grow up in that kind of environment tend to be more peaceable, more loving more empathetic, more nurturing, more cooperative, more unified than those who grow up in stressful situations. So in time, yes, we would be living in a peaceful world. And we can start that by working on ourselves as well now, by avoiding stressful situations and you know, 
working towards a much better way of living. So those are my thoughts on conscious parenting. I know I haven't gone into great detail about it. That's because right now I'm in the middle of a park and I'm walking around enjoying some morning sunshine and I'm recording this live obviously from the park. I haven't got books and things with me so I'm doing a lot of this just for memory on the fly on the wing as I normally do. That's how I enjoy doing my podcasting. I hope you enjoyed as well and uh, have enjoyed this episode. If you'd like me to go into more detail about that, I can, and perhaps I will. I mean, I, I can sit down and uh, do some quotes from different books and so on to explain it a bit better. But I do think it's a very important topic. And it's probably one of the most important topics that I've covered to date. I'd like to hear your views on that. So if you'd like to send me an email, please do. Send it to jerry at punkliving.com. J-E-R-R-Y at P-U-N-C-L-I-V-I-N-G dot com. Let me know how uh, you feel about that, that top particular topic in general, or even about the podcast. What's your views on my podcasting abilities? <laughs> you know, I'm not a professional, I don't claim to be. But I enjoy podcasting, enjoy sharing my thoughts with you. So I'd love to hear some feedback from you as well. I'll be setting up a Facebook group soon. Uh, well, it is an existing Facebook group that I've already got, but I'll be repurposing it so that we can uh, use it for this podcast show as well. So that's it for this time. Once again, I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode and I really look forward to speaking with you again soon.